Welcome to the Future Institute's new and improved Future Talks segment. Future Talks is a monthly podcast organized and hosted by Future Institute, a nonprofit organization committed to growing student success and building a better society. Each month, you will hear from one of our stakeholders, graduates and program participants, board members, sponsors and supporters, and community members. I'm your host, Genghis Karatash, Executive Director of Future Institute. I'm delighted to have one of our community leaders and supporters, Phil Krohn, join me today. Phil, welcome to the show. Thanks, Genghis. Could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Sure, I'm Philip Krohn. I'm the president and founder of Productive Strategies. I grew up in the Chicago area, went to Duke for my undergraduate work, and then came back to Chicago, went to Kellogg for my MBA. What do you do at Productive Strategies? Uh, Can you please tell us about your business? Sure, we're a consulting firm, a sales process and marketing consulting firm that helps companies that sell to other companies increase their revenue. And we do that by either helping them find more opportunities to compete for business or by helping them win more of the business they're already competing for. This is quite a bit different than selling to consumers. It's all business to business. I think even the most skilled professionals are lacking the selling skill. The ability to close the sale consistently is a tough job. And your methods to help transform sales of countless firms is amazing. Today, while I'm sure there is so much more you can share about your business, I would like our listeners to learn more about Phil Crone as a community leader outside your business. I, I remember I had the privilege of attending one of the Feed My Starving Children events that you had introduced me to. At the event, I witnessed how so many volunteers help by packing nutritious meals for hungry children around the world. It was such a fulfilling experience. Can you tell us about your volunteering experience and what other organizations do you volunteer at? Well, I'm also very active in my church. I've been in several leadership positions on the vestry, uh, being the senior warden and the junior warden a couple of different times. But as you mentioned, uh, And I really appreciate the times you've packed with us also, but I'm very active with Feed My Starving Children. And it's just a wonderful organization that I've been able to be a speaker for, a financial supporter for, I'm on their Illinois board. And I've actually trained all their development people in that skill. So it's it's an organization that I very much have been involved in. And I've also been involved with the been on the board of the Wanaka Community House. What drives you to be involved in the community and participate in these organizations? Well, in each one of these cases, I think you start with the need. There's 6,500 or so kids that are starving around the world every day. That number used to be about 16,000. And with not only Feed My Starving Children, but other terrific organizations, that number's been brought down to 6,400. But the need is the first thing. And I I think there's also a very strong motive is just a desire to give back. I've been fortunate enough, been blessed with a very uh, successful careers, both in manufacturing and now in consulting. And there's a desire, I think, of many of the people I work with to try and give back and help some others. 
And years ago, I was challenged by a priest to select one or two volunteer organizations and really get behind them and, and see what God's work is. And that's, that's been a very important challenge to me over the years. Find the right organizations and then support them. I think it's true to say that uh, volunteers do not necessarily have the time. They have the heart. In my opinion, while you are involved in your communities because you definitely have a big heart and uh, love for your community. Um, I know as a sought after speaker in your business, you often address many industry and professional groups at numerous events and conferences, but especially one presentation that I'm fond of is maybe I'm a little uh, selfish here. When you came to Future Institute, uh, Future Institute's resume fair to help uh, our high school seniors and graduates build their resumes a few years ago. Actually, you presented at both uh, CMSA and HSM McLean Park at two separate times. Can you tell me about your experience at the resume fairs at CMSA and HSM McLean Park? Sure. Well, on the plus side, I think that's a terrific program because people are required to write resumes their whole life and being able to show people on paper what your potential is and how you can help their organization is very important. On the negative side, I think I noticed that some of the students were more interested in the fonts and the headings and uh, what the design of the resume would look like, the format, than they really were about thinking critically about what can I put on paper that's going to help me differentiate from other people competing for a job. So I think it's a terrific program. And I think as kids write more and more of these and update it, they'll get better at it. One of the things we suggest when we're mentoring our own interns on this subject is to be very specific. And I tried to convey that that night. Don't just say I worked at this school. Let's say these are the kinds of activities I did at the school, and this is the impact it had on the students. Here were three books we read, and I think it changed their lives in these ways. The more specific you get, the easier it is for the person reading the resume to see how you could help them. What do you think are some of the challenges youth are going through today? Well, I think it's difficult for kids to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. Some kids right from the beginning know they want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a scientist, a teacher, or a nurse. But for most kids, they, they don't know that. And I think one thing we can do is advise them that don't worry about that. Just, there's so many interesting jobs being created. There's jobs being created every day that didn't exist five, 10 years ago. So find out about them, study them, try and get into them, and then work your way up. Uh, I've got clients who never even graduated high school, but they got into a job, they figured out how to be successful, they worked hard, and they eventually started their own companies. And so I, I think that's that's really important. Uh, and I, I also think it's very important to keep a positive attitude about the job market because there's just so much demand for good people today. Exactly. Phil, you, you volunteered to mentor at Future Institute and you are uh, sponsoring a Future Institute uh, program participant now, and you often offer help to empower our students. 
What's your motivation to support organizations like Future Institute? Well, I think as we said before, first of all, it's to give back. And second of all, it's to see if some of the advice that we import could, could help people get a leg up in what they're trying to achieve for themselves. And I, I think that one of the things that I'd like people to remember, there's all kinds of books and articles today about discrimination and the lack of opportunities in the past. And, and that may be very, very well true. It, it, it is true. But to not also look back on the last 60 or so years and realize this has been the greatest time for the advancement of minorities. When I was growing up, there weren't schools like your school, Sanjay's, and there weren't minorities working in the biggest corporations. Uh, and there were very few minorities in some of the select schools. Today, that's all changed. There's tremendous opportunity. And I think the most important thing that I could impart to kids is have a positive attitude about how the, the market and job opportunities have gotten better for you and go after them. And if you dwell too much on, on the past and there's been some terrible things in, in our history of our country, uh, but there's so much opportunity for the future that those who will look at it in a positive sense will have the best chance of advancement. Exactly. I cannot agree more. When it comes to opportunities, uh, sky is the limit as long as you want to get it and it, it's there. You just want to, you just need to spend some time and work hard to, to earn it. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely agree. Um, how do you recommend as like, as a whole, as a community, we offer better support to our students? Well, I think we can sometimes suggest opportunities they might not have thought of. When I met with your kids before I gave my talk at both schools, uh, I asked them, what, what would you think about going into manufacturing? That, that's where I was for the first 20 years I was out of school. And most of them said, oh, we don't want to go into manufacturing. And I think many of them thought that because maybe their parents or their grandparents were machine operators. But today there's tremendous opportunities with technology to have some very advanced careers in manufacturing and the opportunities to rise up and get into leadership and maybe ownership is probably greater in that field than anywhere else. And we're going to see a lot of manufacturing brought back into this country as we realize we can't build pharmaceuticals and critical chips overseas. So part of my advice is don't, don't rule out manufacturing. Exactly. There, there are especially a growing number of demand and, uh, and high, there are a lot of high demand jobs if students would like to take advantage. Um, I, I think as, as we introduce these opportunities to, to our students and encourage them, uh, it starts to change. I, I think the, the more they know about these opportunities, the, the more they'll uh, take take these uh, opportunities. Um, I feel, I, I believe the, that the leadership, leadership is about the next generation. We are proud to have you as a part of our community. Uh, as Bill Gates quoted, as we look ahead into the next century, leaders will be those who empower others. Your involvement in our community speaks volume about your leadership and the love you have for your community and the, the city you live in. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And 
bless you for the work that you're doing. It's, uh, it's very important, as you know. Thank you. Um, before we wrap up, do you have any final comments for our listeners? Well, I'm just looking forward to, uh, to having a student to mentor in this coming term or next fall. We're looking for someone, as you know, who's interested in the career in sales. That's our expertise. And uh, we've helped a lot of college kids with summer interns programs. So over the years, hopefully we can form a partnership where more of these students learn more about the art of selling. Thank you. We, we look forward to it as well. Thank you again, Phil. And I want to thank our listeners. Hopefully you enjoyed the segment and continue to follow our monthly f- future talks. To learn more about Future Institute, visit futureinstitute.us and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at MyFutureUS.